Welcome to Teacher Talk with Chrissy Nichols, the podcast that offers real tools and real conversations to help you feel good about teaching and yourself again. As a teacher who has spent more than two decades in the classroom, I get it. I know you have a lot to do, so if you need help right now, book a free consult call at www.thechrissyconcept.com. That's the C-H-R-I-S-S-Y-C-O-N-C-E-P-T dot com. Now, let's get to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Episode 9 of Teacher Talk with Chrissy Nichols. I am your host. Today, you are in for a treat as I dive into a conversation with David Kola, a 34-year veteran of math, teaching, and education at both the high school and university level. David describes why he started teaching, and it's not because he loves math and some of the challenges he faced along the way. He also has great advice for teachers, especially men in education who are feeling a bit burnt out. And this conversation is spotlighting my coaching group called May for Men that is just for men in education only. If you are a man or if you know a man in education, it doesn't have to be in a traditional classroom dance or art or admin, anything in teaching, anything in education, please, if you're interested in this coaching group, go to www.thechrissyconcept.com for more information. You can also email me directly at thechrissyconcept at gmail.com. Enjoy this inspired conversation with David Kola. Welcome to Teacher Talk with Chrissy Nichols. I'm your host, Chrissy Nichols, and today we have a spotlight, another amazing conversation with a veteran math teacher, David Kola. He's taught math for 34 years at the high school level and university level, and he's recently retired. So David, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This is exciting seeing the inner workings of the Chrissy concept. (laughs) Well, as you know, I teach in concepts so that it can become the David concept. Oh, very nice. So you right here is making it your own concept. But Perfect. <laughs> tell us a little bit about why you started teaching, where you taught, what you taught. Give us a bit of your, your story, your timeline. Well, the interesting thing, I think, for me was that I was not ever particularly a fabulous student. My high school teacher, if I were to go back and tell my high school calculus teacher that I ended up teaching uh, calculus at the university level, I think would fall over. And so I I had an appreciation and a, of an enthusiasm for working with teenage kids coming out of out of high school into college. I worked with the youth program at my local church. But, and so the reason to teach then came or grew out of that desire. Mm-hmm. And it was It was more about working with the age group than it was about the love of mathematics. Mm -hmm. I was good at math and could do the math, but it was more about uh, it was more about the kids. One of the jokes I it's not really a joke, but people will say, "Oh, you you teach? What do you teach?" And I'll say, "High school students." 
You know, it's, it's not, I'm not teaching math. I'm teaching people and teaching kids and working with them. I started out of that love of, of working with that age group and pursued the, pursued the, as a, as a great avenue in which to continue that. My standard answer to what do you do or what do you teach when I was doing third grade French immersion was I do stand up comedy to yeah. nine year old. That's right. That's, That's right. Which is really what we do. And because the brightest kids always laughed at my jokes. <laughs> well, I laugh at your jokes now. You. You're welcome. It's interesting you talked about you didn't necessarily, you weren't attracted to teaching math or the love of math, but really wanting to connect with that age group, whether it was outside hiking or in a church setting. What was it about that age group that you wanted to connect with? What did you like about that? Well, my wife would say I'm a little immature, but there's a, a level of, of just enjoying some of the kinds of things they enjoy. And being silly sometimes and being serious at other times, that was, that was just, there was an, an enthusiasm that I got from, from being with, with those people. Mm. When, as we all have those days, you wake up and say, I do not want to do this. But, you know, usually by the end of the day, it's exhausting, it's tiring, but there's also kind of a, a level of, that was good, you know. Uh, things went well, and and there's obviously days when it doesn't. But I I really was lifted often by the 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 classroom and being in the classroom and working with the people and having those aha moments. I love it. I love that you named that discovery mm -hmm. that age group. Talk to me about the biggest challenges you faced in your math classes with kids, with students, with parents, with admin. As I mentioned, I, I was not particularly a strong high school student. And my early college years, as I was still kind of winding the road of what in the heck am I doing in life, I, I, what I think I brought to the classroom was an understanding that not everybody has a great passion for the, the content. And, and that's one of the difficulties, obviously, is dealing with the kid who, I don't care about this. I don't want to do it. And... And I can't make them do it. And so how do I, how can I connect with them? And not that they need to have a love for it, but how can I connect with them to have, at least begin to develop an appreciation for um, learning in general, but then also my content specifically. So that's a, that's a daily challenge of how can I connect with a, a particular kid? I was fortunate enough to teach for most of my high school career in the community where I lived pluses and minuses for that. But what about bumping into them at the grocery store? For example, being a little nervous if they're your waiter at a local restaurant. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it also afforded me the opportunity to kind of just, hey, let's go to the football game or let's, hey, there's a soccer game going on. Yeah. And that's one of those little things when kids begin to see that you care enough to kind of show up at some of those kinds of things. They 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 develop that that, that appreciation for you. And out of that appreciation often grows, okay, I'll, I'll pay attention to what he's saying today. I, mean, I love that, that connection right? to have them trust you enough to go where you want and, to and take it's them. A, and it's a little thing to, to show up in an evening to a game or something, and, and that's important. What was it like to teach during COVID for you? That was kind of tricky. One of the most difficult parts about it, I think, was when kids were wearing masks, that it really was a... a Clearly, a physical barrier, and 
much of my teaching is that nonverbal feedback. When a kid, when you say something and you're looking at the room and you can see the face and like there's a, you know, and, and you get that nonverbal expression on a kid's face and, and they, they don't understand, but they're not, I don't understand and even what question to ask. With the mask on, it, it was it was like teaching to a TV screen yeah. uh, or just a a blank expression. Often, I looked for the crinkles and the, the crinkles in the, the eyes. eyes that would help me. But that could be I hate you and I hate and it, Fre- and French right. or math or whatever. Right, teach. right, yeah, yeah. So that that was I think one of the most difficult things is just that that as I said, I got into teaching because I enjoyed the relationships, but that really kind of made that difficult. You are freshly retired. Freshly. And it is fresh. (laughs) But if you could give any advice to teachers out there, maybe some that have come through this global pandemic and are really thinking, "Mm, I don't know what I'm doing, or I need to change, or I'm burnt out, or I'm so tired. What advice would you give them out there? What advice would you give that one teacher who's struggling and perhaps he thinks, you know what, maybe I should go to law school. Maybe I should, you know, stop. Well, and we do have a a rise of teachers leaving the profession Mm -hmm. and going into different things. For me, it was never, that was never really a question. I know, especially sometimes men run into a, a situation where, oh, you're a teacher. And that's looked down upon. And that's kind of a national thing where it's, it's, it, teachers are undervalued. And, and that's another whole podcast, I'm sure. But for me, it was it was about the, the importance of being with and working with the students. Mm-hmm. So I never, you know, in the difficult times when kids were upset or kids were acting out in class, Often I would see young teachers who would just take that so personally, you know, why don't they, why won't they listen to me or why are they doing this to me? And it's, it's, I always worked hard at separating the, you know, what's going on in a kid's life that's manifesting itself in this way. And when it does that, when it manifests in a, in a verbal way or a acting out kind of a way, how can I, and what can I do to bring them back into the fold, so to speak, of, yeah. of education. I really think you're speaking to not taking things personally, right. which is so challenging because this is such a personal job. Because mm-hmm. you are be. trying to make relationships, I think. Right. Uh, somebody asked early on in my career, possibly in an interview, do you, do you need to be friends with the kids? Do you want to be friends? And I, it's not about being friendly, but I want to develop a relationship. And it's an appropriate relationship of teacher and student. And I want to be have them become comfortable. And I want them to feel like they can be stupid in front of me. And so lots of joking around about things and just being at ease. And so whatever you can do to help them be at ease, knowing that they're coming in the door with any number of issues that you can't see. Yes. And I think you... Nailed it right there. Whatever we can do as teachers to help us feel at ease. Yep. That is really important. Thank you so much, David, for being part of the podcast today in this conversation about what it's like to be a teacher, what it's like to be a man in education, what it's like to now retire. Happy retirement. Thank you so much. Keep keep, uh, changing the world. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody. This has been a conversation with David Kola, amazing and inspiring educator and teacher. And thanks for 
coming to Teacher Talk. Have an amazing day and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode, teacher friends. If this podcast speaks to you, please share it. Share Teacher Talk with one teacher or administrator or educator in your life. To continue the conversation and have life-changing tools and resources sent directly to your inbox, join my weekly newsletter, Teacher Talk, at www.thechrissyconcept.com. That's the C-H-R-I-S-S-Y-C-O-N-C-E-P-T.com. There, you can also book a consult with me. That's a one-on-one conversation to see if coaching might be just what you're looking for. Sometimes one call is all it takes. Have a great day in and out of the classroom, my friends. We'll see you next time.